Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads. It's another episode of The Paul Leslie Hour, home of quality interviews for more than 18 years now. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us. We have an interview today from the archives that was originally broadcast on the radio. That means it was broadcast on broadcast. This interview featured an in-studio guest. It was singer-songwriter guitarist Matt Hall. Now, Matt sat down with Paul Leslie after returning from Jamaica to talk to Paul about his charmed life and the newest chapter in his musical career. Matt had left the band he co-founded, Saint Somewhere, and was performing as a solo artist. If you're one of those fortunate ones who ever saw Matt Hall in concert or one of the great concerts Saint Somewhere performed, you'll really enjoy this interview. And speaking of enjoying, did you know the extensive archive of the Paul Leslie Hours being made available for people around the globe to enjoy? It is true, and it's a lot of work, but it's made possible by people like you. Here's how you help. Just go to www.thepaulleslie.com and click on Support the Show. That's www.thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And we thank you in advance to everyone who contributes and to all of you who listen. So let's start the interview. Here they are. Paul Leslie and Matt Hall. You're hearing it on the Paul Leslie Hour. Today's special guest is the incomparable Matt Hall. Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thank you. My pleasure. I understand you just got back from Jamaica. Tell us about that. Uh, went down to uh, Ocho Rios, Jamaica with uh, Sunny Jim, James White, and uh, we put together a little... Actually, he put it together. Actually, his wife, Adela, put it together. But I uh, put together a little tour down there. We took about 40 uh, fans and friends, went down and uh, spent about four days, spent a long weekend in Ocho Rios. And uh, one of the nights, actually, he and I played a show at the Margaritaville Cafe there in uh, Ocho Rios. And uh, it was a really cool trip. I highly recommend anybody that hasn't been to Jamaica that you should go as soon as possible. It's uh, The people are really friendly. We, we did a lot of... Uh, touring and stuff. We uh, climbed the Duns River waterfalls and did some uh, river tubing. We even went to Bob Marley's uh, birthplace and mausoleum. That was really cool to see that. It was very moving. We got to actually see the uh, the single bed he sings about in uh, one of the songs. So it was very cool. It was a great trip. And we're going to do it again next summer, actually. Hopefully I'll be there next time. Yeah. How did you start with music, Matt? Well, it's always been in my life when I was a a little kid growing up, I was you know singing along the radio and running around and stuff. And I know when I was uh, remember when I was five years old, I got a record player for Christmas and uh, just played it all the time. Played all the the crazy Pinocchio records and Romper Room and stuff that that little kids listen to. And the Christmas with the Chipmunks Volume Two album that I played year round and drove my parents crazy. And then uh, when I was about eight years old, we went down to uh, to take piano lessons at a music store. And we walked in, and I was looking at the guitars and pointing at them and stuff. And my mom realized that a guitar was a lot cheaper than a piano. So we brought a guitar home and uh, started taking lessons and uh, took off from there. Played in the band in high school and all the musicals and started playing professionally when I was about 20 years old. And 
never looked back. And you started in the professional genre with what we would call Caribbean Americana. Mm. Uh, the band Saint Somewhere, with you founded with Quincy Yates. Mm-hmm. For the listeners at home, tell us a little bit about Saint Somewhere then and Saint Somewhere now. Um, well, Saint Somewhere then, this would have been about oh, 1997 or 98, and Quincy and I met up. He played steel drums, and I played uh, guitar and sang. And uh, we actually had a third guy named Todd Sheely who played congas and percussion. And uh, that was the first incarnation of Saint Somewhere. And we really played a lot of... Uh, very, it was very much Jimmy Buffett oriented, very uh, party fun oriented kind of thing, and uh, did really well. Played for a lot of Paradise clubs, and then as we grew, and we added a drummer and a bass player, and uh, changed some personnel here and there, and started recording CDs and writing our own music and stuff like that. And uh, the music started to grow and change, and uh, our influences changed a little bit. And we started doing a little more uh, long experimental kind of things on stage and uh, stuff like that. And um, then about. Last uh, New Year's Eve, I finally quit the band because I got uh, tired of traveling. I was on the road basically for five years straight, and it just wore me out eventually. So I quit and um, to play my own solo kind of thing and stay home a lot more, and that's what I'm doing now. But um, but St. Somewhere's continuing on. They've got a, a, the new uh, front man, this guy named Trey, who wasn't a band that played a lot of Allman Brothers influence kind of stuff. So that influence is in there now, and then they've got Quincy's influence with all the reggae and island kind of stuff. So. It's a neat combination, but the thing is that I want everybody to know, especially the old St. Somewhere fans, that uh, it's completely different now. And if anybody goes in expecting it to be like it was when I was in the band, well, obviously, I'm not in the band anymore, so it's it's completely different. But if you go in with an open mind, you're really going to enjoy it. It's, they really are a good band. I notice in your own performances, you seem to have a bit of the tropical island touch in your your flavor. Mm-hmm. How, did, how did that become a part of you? Well... Like I always say, parrotheads are born, not made, really. It's just at some point in your life you realize that, is that it's in you. Um, I listened to country music mostly growing up with my parents when they had control of the radio, and then a lot of pop and rock, of course, in high school and everything. And uh, But even reggae, even back then, before I knew what it was called, I enjoyed listening to The Police and Bob Marley. And then uh, I remember really finding Jimmy Buffett right around uh, when I was in college at Miami University in Ohio, and that really hooked me. That's when I knew that's what I was looking for. That was you know, it's well-written songs, it's lyrical-based, it's story-driven, uh, but it still has a good island kind of beat and flavor to it. And it's real beachy and relaxed, and that just fit with me. That's just how it is. You know, it's just how I am. Halloween night, 2002, yeah. you're playing at the Margaritaville Cafe with Saint Somewhere. What happened? Right. Well, that was the uh, legendary night that uh, Jimmy showed up and sat in. We were uh, playing, it was Halloween night, so uh, we were all in, the whole band was in costume, and most of the audience was, too. And uh, we were just playing our regular set, and uh, we had no idea anything spectacular was going to happen. Um, we hadn't been warned in advance or anything. And I remember we were getting towards the end of the first set, and we were playing Southern Cross, and uh, there started to be some sort of something was going on. The audience, they were poking each other and looking around and whispering and pointing up at the balcony, and something was happening. We didn't know what it was. And finally, somebody came over and whispered, and they told us that Jimmy was in the building. Jimmy's here. Jimmy's in the building. He's up on the balcony signing autographs. I'm like, oh, my God, is he going to sit in with us? Like, am I going to get to meet him finally? Uh, but uh, actually, it got even better than that because there were some people in the audience uh, that were in costume as Jimmy Buffett. They had Jimmy Buffett masks they'd made. And um, towards the end of the set, we were playing Southern Cross, and uh, this guy starts coming down the stairs from the balcony wearing a Jimmy Buffett mask and starts heading to the stage, climbs on stage, and takes off his mask. And, of course, it's Jimmy Buffett himself. So, you know, holy crap. <laughs> I freaked out a little bit. 
and uh, stepped out of the way and gave him the microphone immediately. And of course, he picked up my guitar and started playing. He played with us for about 45 minutes there, and then we took a little break and, you know, all talked about how great that was. And it'll never happen again. And we came back from the break, and he was still there and sat in for the whole second set. So he played another hour. I think, as far as I know, he's never sat in with a band and played as much as he did with us that night. So I guess he had a good time. We played a lot of, played some, we played No Woman No Cry. We played You Can't Always Get What You Want. We played, uh, Bob Dylan's um, Like a Rolling Stone played a lot of songs that we'd never played before and I think Quincy had never even heard <laughs> but we just sort of followed Jimmy and sat in and sat in with him basically so it was very cool it was a, a dream come true and I've got pictures of it all over my house <laughs> so people that come see Matt Hall as a solo act now yeah. mm-hmm. what can they expect uh, I think they can expect to have a good time mostly that's that's my primary thing it's always I always say that you know, we're all here for the same reason, me and the audience members. It's just that I have a guitar and a microphone. We're all here to have fun, so let's do that. It's very, uh, I try to make it really interactive and personable, and uh, all the songs are uh, pretty familiar. Usually, like, uh, people ask me, what kind of music do you play? And I always say, you know, Jimmy Buffett and James Taylor and the Eagles and stuff like that. But, but basically, it's the songs that when you and your friends get together and you uh, have a few drinks and you start putting your arms around each other and singing along, that's the songs I play. <laughs> So is there anything you'd like to say to all those Matt Hall fans out there? <laughs> yes, uh, my phone number is uh, area code. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I seriously would like to say to the fans, uh, uh, as always, thank you, because without people coming out to listen to us play music, any musician come out and play music, we'd just be sitting around in our basements still. So thank you for letting me do this for a living. Thank you for letting me go to Jamaica and play with Jimmy Buffett and all that good stuff. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show, Matt. Thank you, Paul. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Banana Hammock himself. (laughs) Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.